102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. And Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, not too bad today. Sunny and a high of 42. Tomorrow, even nicer. Sunny and a high of almost 50. Whoa. 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I hope you're ready. America's Pleasure Coach is going to be on the phone with us later on this morning. The Pleasure Coach. All right. She's the Belichick of the bedsheets. We got to get that box of stuff. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But let's not start using them yet. Well, no. I mean, in preparation. I mean, you have to get them out. You got to lube them up. You got to tweak them. Do you need to be alone for a little bit? Maybe. Could you go into another room? Uh, Sure. Sure. I can do that. Good to know. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Sadie coming up after 8 o'clock or so. Yeah. And some other things, too. Uh, Like what? I don't know. Some other things. We got stuff. Don't worry. We got MI the A-hole today. That's the only Good. Thing. Yeah. It's 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? When will it switch to freezing rain? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in bad company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny and nice today. High of 42. More of the same tomorrow and a high of 47. It is 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Who would you say the most highly regarded celebrity is? Mick Jagger. Not even close. Uh, Carrot Top. Uh, not even close. BuzzFeed has a new poll where they tossed out the names of 50 celebrities and asked people if they have a positive or negative opinion of them at the moment. So unless somebody said Carrot Top or Mick Jagger, then it wouldn't be on the list. But nobody said that. Let me try again. Yeah. Bill Cosby. No. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Uh, yes, I'm sure. Uh, people love Keanu Reeves, but some were unexpected, like the universal adoration for Danny DeVito. I can't think of a single reason to hate the guy. Danny and Keanu both got 96% positive uh, opinions. Number two was Dolly Parton. And number three, Ryan Reynolds. See, I'm kind of tired of Ryan Reynolds. Why? Just damn. I could spend time with Dolly Parton and probably have a lot of laughs with Danny DeVito. I, I like uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. I've liked him for years. Really? Well, why don't you just marry him then? Well, because he's uh, dating some hot chick right yeah. now, or married to. I They're don't know convenient. what he's doing. I can't. If I don't follow his personal life, I just want to be around him. I want him to have him come over to my house and hang a garage door this weekend. That's like one of the big things <laughs> that I want to do. That's like that guy that we used to work with used to Johnny Depp used to come over his house and hang a garage door with Johnny Depp. You know that guy never talked about. Uh, he must have. He must have been before the Amber Heard years. Yes. Although I'm sure yeah. Johnny and him still talk. Probably had a long conversations during the trial. Uh, she did what in the bed? She did what? <laughs> Johnny, that's not that's not uh, sanitary, you know. 
Anyway, he'd be right about that. Uh, AMC is adding an exciting new feature to the movie-going experience. You will now get to choose between paying even more or having a worse seat. AMC is rolling out a new pricing system called Sightline, where tickets will be priced differently based on where you're sitting. It's kind of like how concerts work or sporting events plays and even airlines, so it was probably inevitable that this was going to happen. Yeah, except the front seat at a concert is the best seat. It's the worst seat in a movie. Well, that would be the cheapest seat then. Yes. The cheapest seat in the house is the one directly right in the middle, up front, in front of the screen. Although, it's not that bad anymore. With Yes, the screen is right in front of you when you're sitting up front, because I've had to do this a couple of times with the kids, because yeah. there's so many people in the movie theater. You sit up front, it's not a big deal, because the seats go all the way back anyway. Most the, modern movie theaters do. The worst ones are in the front to the side. Yeah, but again, not with you gotta, these. You got to cock your neck a little bit. That's not comfortable. Down at uh, Regal, at uh, the Regal Beagle, down at MGM. The Regal Beagle closed, Steve. No, no, no. The Regal Beagle is open. It's in downtown. They moved it to downtown Springfield. No, I believe the Regal Beagle is now a nail shop. Why did they say Regal on the outside? Because of... Uh, their close association with royalty, but those are those are nice uh, movie theaters down there, and there and no matter where you sit, you, I know what you're saying, but I I beg to defer. Well, traditionally, those were the always the worst seats. Traditionally, but yes. now not anymore. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge used to be a waitress at the beginning of her career, and uh, as all waitresses know, there are always rude customers. So Jennifer used the worst interactions to her advantage. She wrote about them to perform as comedic skits at an improv theater in L.A. She talked about it while accepting Woman of the Year Award from the Hasty Pudding Theatricals last weekend. Quote, it was life-changing to mock all the people who were so cruel and mean and play them on stage. Who is that? Well, it's sort of. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Not really a dead ringer for her. Uh, you get it out of your system. You're like, I don't even care that they weren't nice. I got amazing characters out of people I worked for, and I feel like that's the most inspiring thing. My favorite characters were wretched people. She's absolutely right about that. I of mean, course. That's how you... That true life comedy is the funniest comedy, I think. Oh, it's the stuff that, uh, that scratches the real surface. It's just in the way you present it. See, that list you had before, I would put her on that. Yeah. I like Jennifer But again, Coolidge. it was about people who were mentioned. People were given a list of 50 people. Somebody didn't include Jennifer Coolidge or Mick Jagger right. or... Well, what? you didn't go through the whole list either. No, but she's not on it. It's too bad. Yeah. I like her. Uh, Selma Hayek was said she was, a, she was typecast for a long time earlier in her career as the sexy one. That must be tough, huh? Boy, I, you know what? I, it's a burden. Yeah. Can't uh, tell you how many times I've been judged purely on my good looks. All she wanted to do was play funny characters. In an interview for UK's GQ, she said, quote, I couldn't land a comedy role until I met Adam Sandler, who put me in a comedy, uh, you know, the grown-ups. Uh, but I was in my 40s already. They said, you're, so, you're, you're sexy, so you're not allowed to have a sense of humor. Not only are you not allowed to be, you're not allowed to be smart either. We don't want you to be funny at all. It's a huge burden to be a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'll have to explain that to you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the. I've got a lot of insight and personal yeah. experience with this. Yeah, I, uh, I think Dr. Sadie uh, said to me before the interview, uh, 
am I going to learn at least a few things from Bax? Oh, yeah. She's so, you know. Oh, yeah. I want to sit her down, and I want to tell her, listen here, lady. This is how it really works. Hey, uh, Christy Carlson Romano from Kim Possible and Even Stevens. You remember those shows? Yes. They launched a series of podcasts which will feature discussions with TV stars as they're re-watching their former shows. This was almost better the first time when it was called DVD Extras. <laughs> Isn't that, wasn't that like the director's cut? <laughs> like you'd sit down and you'd listen to the the, the, the movie would play and then over, the voiceover would be of yeah. the cast and crew. But remember when you had the DVD yeah. and, you, and you finished the show? Yeah. And then that was what was left and you said to yourself, oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, this, I don't, this is ridiculous. Uh, Kim Kardashian was taking some sultry selfies for her Skims line yesterday no for kidding. Valentine's Day. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a sultry selfie was when Ray J gave me a face salad with raunch dressing in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I'd hate to see the croutons. It's from the Hidden Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once auditioned the finger puppets to get the glunge gunge. Audition the finger puppets to get the clunge gun. Right. Yeah, yes. There you, yes. there you go. Yes. My uh, my hairy walnuts joined the chub step deep in the turd herder. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You ready for this one? Oh, boy. What I'm trying to say is I pulled the Thor hammer from the mud flap, and she was pre- pleasantly surprised to see a hardened fudge nugget staring right back at her. <laughs> Uh, that's called the Charleston True. <laughs> Try putting that in the freezer. That's your Hollywood trash. I'll rock what I'll do. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I am a professional radio broadcaster. My job is to say things on the radio and not get fired for it. That's pretty much what sums up my entire job description for what I do. Granted, it doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I've been able to skate through the last 28 years and have buffaloed my way into getting into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. What I have not been able to accomplish is obtain a broadcast contract that will pay me $375 million over the span of 10 years. Apparently, that's the sort of thing that only somebody with no formal training or experience can get their hands on. As you know, Tom Brady's next career will be as the lead analyst for Fox Sports. Back in May, it was announced that Fox has agreed to a contract with Brady that will pay him in excess of $37 million a year, which is millions and millions of dollars more than he's receiving to play football. In fact, in 2020, he was given a two-year, $50 million contract, which included $9 million of incentives. And yet still, that doesn't match what he'll make as a professional entry-level broadcaster. Yesterday, Tom Brady announced that he'll begin his contract in 2024, which will allow him to spend more than a year and a half with his family. You know, the very family that walked out of them so he could continue to play football for $50 million a year. So today, I was looking at my contract here at Rock 102. You know, the one that currently offers various provisions for a proud inductee of the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And you know what that contract lacks? Lots of zeros. In fact, by comparison, my contract seems rather, how should I put this, like garbage. Tom Brady's only broadcast experience is waving a cell phone in front of his face, making Instagram videos of him retiring. 
Oh, sure. He's got seven Super Bowl championships under his belt, but I happen to have seven Best of the Valley Advocate uh, Awards and five Reader Raves Awards from Mass Live. Of course, I can't be sure I stopped counting them years ago. And yet, only one of us is getting a $375 million contract. Now, does that seem fair to you? Because I certainly don't think it does. But hey, it of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the steel shelving unit for 110 bucks at Rocky's. Six feet tall, five shelves. I'm looking at it at the Rocky's app on my phone. You can find it on the sales flyer on the app or at Rockies.com or pick up a paper copy at the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 42 today. Sunny and a high of 47 tomorrow. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, um, <clears throat> sometimes I get scared when I open up my Facebook and I see uh, disgusting pictures. Of? Old men working out in the gym. I just I know. Just I made know. a comment on that picture. Uh, it's Scott Cohen. At the Northampton Athletic Club. By the way, he's there, so if you see him, uh, give him a high five. I mean, that's assuming he's not uh, pumping iron or holding his cell phone in the gym. Well, the funny thing is it says, iron not going to pump itself, but he's clearly behind a banded uh, (laughs) weight machine. Yeah. He's also uh, in a weird position where he's kind of like, you know, bend over holding his knees. Mm -hmm. Now, if you can try to imagine what that looks like. I said, and nothing's going to start pumping if you're going to be standing in that position. Mm. That's the ghost of Tom Bavacqua behind him. Let me ask you this. Oh, Jesus. Let me ask you this. Because you've worked out before, right? Yeah. How come when dudes are at a gym, women too for that matter, but I'm finding a lot more dudes are doing this, they always sitting down taking a selfie in the gym rather than exercising Let me ask you in this. the gym. First of all, I don't go to a typical gym. Okay. I go to a I go to a guy who we work out of a gym, but there's hardly anybody there. There's a, it's just a, it's like a rented space, if you will. Be that as it may. Yeah. You you know what I'm talking about. I know, but I'm I'm trying to explain to you. But 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 typically in those gyms, mm-hmm. you, I've seen this a lot online. There are these dudes that sit there and want to take. They look like they're taking selfies, but they're really taking video of the chick working out on the uh, behind them, the press or whatever. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I know that. It's kind of a scumbag move to do because why can't you just go home and look at pornography if you're really that into it? You know, I'm not really a gym guy. I mean, I've, I, I I belong to gyms. I've done. You know, I go to a gym. You know, yeah. to do certain things. One of the things I I've noticed is your there- middle name is Jim. That's nah, not actually, but but uh, one of the things I've noticed is I see a lot of guys just sitting on equipment, yeah, looking like they're cooling down, but I well, never see them actually exercising or lifting anything. They're just they're just there to look like they're busy. Well, they're admiring their physique. Yeah, I know, but you know, if the purpose of going to the gym is to actually move things, lift things up, put them down, yeah, you know, move your body. The only thing they do is move from machine seat to machine, to, seat to seat, without actually really exerting themselves. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on here. But yeah. this is a, back to the point at hand here. This is a very disturbing picture. It uh, really from is Scott Cohen. So please. 
Go on his Facebook and call him a phony. <laughs> um, I was reading this story yesterday. And, and, uh, and be sure to tell him Bax and Nagel sent you. I got a joke for you. I'm ready. Why did the mass hole cross the road? I don't know. Why did the mass hole cross the road? To get to the Duncan on the other side. This guy, Christopher Gavin, he's an author, or he's a writer. And uh, I don't even know where this, what publication this is. Oh, Boston.com. And uh, kidding aside, in some places around uh, Massachusetts, it feels like as if you pick practically any street, there will be a good old Dunkin' Donuts. Consider this. For every 6,500 Bay State residents, there's at least one Dunkin' Donuts, at least uh, as of last year. And in Boston alone, there's about 85 locations where you can grab a large iced regular in the dead of winter. You know, because they... He's yeah. writing the story like he's from Massachusetts. So if it feels like there's a Dunkin' on every corner of the hub, that's not necessarily untrue, especially if you're downtown Boston or anywhere near Washington Street. And they show this map of all the Dunkin' Don't. Like it's, a, it's a Google map. <laughs> and it's like there must be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There must be 20 Dunkin' Donuts in just this area of downtown Boston on near the Boston Common. That's crazy. Is but, it really crazy, or does it just make it so damn convenient for well, everybody? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what, what it is. But they said the closest, what's the distance between the two closest Dunkin' Donuts? And that's at Back Bay Station, and it's 120 feet. It's, it's like, what they say it's like walking from third base <laughs> at Fenway Park almost to the Pesky pole. Well, think about this. I mean, if you're on opposite ends of the uh, of the of the station, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your, your platform may be over here, right? And then another guy's platform may be over there, right? Well, you can't go halfway across the uh, the, the the station to grab your Mm-mm. to grab a, a donut and a coffee. And they point out that these are kiosks that mainly just serve coffee and loose, you know, bagels and sure. stuff. There's no there's no donuts there. It's just the it's basically just an express coffee kiosk that they have. But still, it's still considered the two closest Dunkin' Donuts together, which is 120 feet. The closest one's around here, and I'm not even sure if it's still I'm not even sure if it's still there. So like around the X. You know the Dunkin' that's at the X? Yeah. Okay. So on Sumner Avenue, there's a there's a convenience store that's got a dunk a, a Dunkin' in it. Yeah. Or or did. I don't know if it still does. Because I uh, I'm if I'm gonna go to Dunkin' on <laughs> at the yeah. X I'm going to the full service uh, Duncan, but they were literally like across the street from each other. And I thought, man, thank goodness because when they remodeled that one that was at the X on Dickinson and uh, Belmont, yeah, when they remodeled that and they were offline for a while, you should have seen people panic. Oh yeah, because you don't have the Duncan there. That's and you'd have to go all the way across, across the street to get your stuff, and and that's how hard it is to cross Sumner Avenue to to get to that other Dunkin' oh, Donuts. You kidding me? It's like trying to. Walk so, across the landmine. Yeah, unless you're driving in that direction, that's going to be the easiest way for you to get to that one. Mm-hmm. And then they really did. I really like the way they designed that one at the X. It's great. It's, they, a, it's a good uh, a, a good location. I mean, the only tragedy was that coconuts had to be destroyed in the whole thing. But uh, well, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you have to sacrifice things that are so great. For things that are even better, but it's it's one of those things where you drive in on one street and you exit on another. You know what? This is a this is an absolute true story. Many many years ago, I'm driving across the country. You know, believe it or not, I used to make these long wild trips to Wisconsin and back. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so anyway, uh, we were in Ohio, and we got an early, early start. Didn't have any breakfast. Figured, oh, we'll just... There's got to be a Duncan on uh, Route 90 in Ohio mm-hmm. somewhere, and there wasn't. You imagine someone from Massachusetts unable to find a Duncan anywhere well, up and down a major interstate highway. 12,000 uh, locations nationwide for Duncan. Yeah. And the one time I needed them the most in Ohio, I was going out of my mind. Like, how has Ohio not heard of this? Yeah. And we're driving past, you know, we had to settle for something that was just absolutely terrible. And it was like, uh, you know, it was like at a rest stop that had like a coffee uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, machine in it. Yeah. You know, and it's all nasty and yeah, gross. gross. You know the ones yeah, I'm talking about, the coin operator? Oh, my God, it's awful. Yeah. Well, I would have I would have done anything to have seen that bright orange and pink sign across the highway. You know, I would have... I I would have chewed through the crust of the earth to what, get myself to a Duncan. It's funny because it used to uh, used to be. Let's see, I don't even know how many there are anymore up there. Um, when I when I lived in Syracuse, I um, <laughs> there was a. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just pointing out where I. Yeah, is is that back when you used to have like Jim Beheim on your speed dial? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And he, we used to pick our noses together. Uh, <laughs> let's see how many there are now. There's probably a lot. Yeah, there's quite a few now of Dunkin' Donuts throughout this central New York, Syracuse area. Yeah. But when I was probably 16 or 17, we had one open up in uh, this Camillus, New York, and it was the only one. So it was like a very popular. Uh, yeah. Dun- now they're they're like all over the place. So it, it's. It was a culture shock coming from a place that only had one and then moving, you know, this is 30 years ago, moving to a place <laughs> that had Duncans everywhere. <laughs> I remember, like, there was, like, I think there was, like, two near each other in West Springfield, like, very close to each other. And then they, they eventually, uh, like, moved them and changed Yeah, we were, well, I'm trying to remember where they were. There was one were. at the Rotary by the Cumberland Farms there. Yeah. There was one. That's right, now a cell phone store. Right. But then there was one not too far from there, I think. For, yeah, further up. Further up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I that uh, that trip through Ohio where there was like for whatever reason this large expanse of land that didn't have a Duncan. Yeah. This how des- this is how desperate I was to get to a Duncan. Um we had no internet service on our phone whatsoever. So I mm-hmm. couldn't just like go and and look it up. Right. So we had to call a friend. I could make a cell phone call. We called a friend and I said, "Are you near a laptop computer?" <clears throat> And she says, yeah, yeah, why? She said, this is what I need you to do. Very carefully look. <clears throat> For any Dunkin' Donuts location in central Ohio. And she she looked and she said, <clears throat> you're not going to believe this, but there are none what? where you are. And I'm like, really? She said, "For." Miles. Yeah, but see, that was then. Yeah, that was then. That was like 10 years ago at least. Uh, it probably, maybe even longer, but yeah. it's like... What kind can you, can you imagine? You've been living in Massachusetts for years, and all of a yeah. sudden you don't have access to the one place you love the most. You know, and you get so used to it that, like, it's like one of those things that you just want to have. Yeah. You know? By the time we finally and, got to a Duncan, it was yeah. like we had been cra- you know, crawling across the Sahara Desert, and we yeah. finally found something to drink. It was like the 
the most delicious coffee. It's like I could have poured I, the coffee over my face and just rubbed my face into it for about an hour. I remember driving to Canada years ago and seeing only Tim Hortons. There uh, wasn't a there wasn't a Duncan in sight. That's what Tim Hortons, and, and it was like gross. I don't even know how people could eat that. Or I had a muffin and a and a coffee there, and the coffee was ugh, yeah, dry what? a dry muffin and burnt coffee. That's weak, disgusting. oddly weak, and taste and burnt. Yes. And, you know, speaking of other things that are close together, Cumberland Farms is a perfect example of that. There's a com- – in West in West Springfield, there's a Cumberland Farms at the Rotary. Mm-hmm. And then three blocks away is another Cumberland Farms on the opposite side of the of the street, on the, on the town green there. Right. That's pretty close. Go figure that. But they're both super busy. I guess uh, those studies that they do for how much business you're going to get probably – Actually, help in a way. You know, anytime they like they build a new Duncan, you say, "Well, do they really need a new Duncan?" And then you, then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah no, they they do. They, they the, do. They redid the one in Westfield. We did that uh, grand opening a couple of years ago. There was one right on Main Street that didn't have a drive-through, and they redesigned that one, and now it's a drive-through. Mm-hmm. See, convenient. But although I did get, uh, you know how they do those America runs on Duncans at the stores? Yeah. So my uh, my sister who lives down in uh, Georgia uh, sent me this. Uh, it's it's Butts County, Georgia runs on Duncan. So it just says Butts runs on Duncan. <laughs> it's not wrong. No, 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 it's, no, not, no. it's not inaccurate. No, but it doesn't it doesn't give you the runs. It no, just makes you run. not. Yeah, it's uh, six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two. Is your nuts? It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. America's pleasure coach, Dr. Sadie Allison, will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We'll have to uh, bring down that box of goodies uh, a little bit later on so we can talk with some sort of knowledge in front of our faces. Uh, well, Dan Brown will give you the weather. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to push this button, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. <sighs> I always got to find it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, what fetish does did a what fetish did the mechanic have? I don't know. What fetish did the mechanic have? He liked to be piston. That's perverse. <laughs> no, it's just a part of the engine. It's oh, the piston. Yeah, no, yeah, he liked it. that. Yeah, I he did. liked that a lot. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. It's just about 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Banks. Crews were called to a house fire in Westfield last night. The Westfield Fire Department was called to 21 Toledo Avenue. The 22 News crews could see firefighters working on the second floor of the home. They had a big fire hose, and then one guy had an axe, and he knocked the door down. It was nuts. No other information has been given at this time, and that was from 9 last night. And what time is it now? It 6.30? is 6.30. Ooh, they've had plenty of time to come up with new information. I don't think that anybody is going to be giving any updates on it. I just have a feeling well, that that might be... That would be deceptive. Well, it would be deceptive, but uh, that's... It's not deceptive. It's just lack of interest. <laughs> 
Hey, hi, you have an update on that story? No. Why not? Eh, lack of interest. Actually, I think it has more to do with just the news cycle. As uh, as certain stories uh, come up, they uh, they fade away as new ones emerge. And so all of a sudden, there's lots of news stories that just get forgotten, and uh, there are no... Uh, yeah, there are no more details to report. A uh, Springfield man was arrested in Chicopee for illegal possession of a firearm and drugs after a report of shots fired on Saturday. According to Chicopee Police spokesperson, spokesperson Travis Ordione, officers were called to a report of a disabled vehicle near the intersection of St. James Avenue and Cortland Street on Saturday. Dispatchers informed the officers there were also nearby sh- reports of possible shots fired in the same location. When the officers arrived, they found three men in the vehicle. The driver of the vehicle, 25-year-old Michael Bedford of Springfield, was questioned about the incident. He allegedly told police that someone shot at his vehicle while he was driving, which popped his tire. Police checked his vehicle and found a hole in the ground where it appeared someone shot straight down into the ground. It was also discovered that Bedford had several outstanding warrants and he was arrested. A small plastic bag of white powdered substance believed to be cocaine was found in his pocket along with a bullet. Mm. Bedford allegedly denied knowing anything about the bullet. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. Does it make you not know anything about a bullet (laughs) that was fired at you? I I don't. If bullets were fired at me, I'd know about it. An inventory search was conducted on the vehicle before being towed. Officers uh, seized a fully loaded firearm under the driver's seat, a case of ammunition, a large plastic bag suspected of marijuana, and over $900,000 in cash. Michael Bedford, come on down. You're the next contestant on the prize ride. Along with you. Bougie stay at the Hamden County House of Corrections. You'll be receiving five outstanding warrants. Possession of a firearm without an FDID card. Possession of ammunition without an FID card. Possession of a Class B drug and distributed Class D drug. Estimated retail value of your criminal defense? $15,000. All right. <laughs> <sighs> I like doing the whole game show uh, criminal activity. Yeah. I think we should like add like an estimated retail value of your criminal defense uh, line. Yeah, what's it going to cost you yeah. to get yourself out of this? Well, uh, call Ray for Pellegrino and you know, find out what the, what's the retainer. What's the retainer? On oh, the I w- yeah, it was, yeah. I would assume if you're this guy, you need a retainer. Who was the other guy that used to do the, uh, he used to defend all the scumbags? Alan Black. Alan Black. He yes. was, but but yeah. he, but he was always you know assigned by the court. Yeah, he was actually a very good attorney. Yeah, but I can't imagine. Uh, you know, Alan Black's a nice guy and everything. I just can't imagine there. There's a lot of people that that get into that lawyer thing. Yeah, and they hate the fact that they're like criminal defense lawyers. Like that's because that's like usually the first thing that you you get to do when you're in that public. Uh, aspect of it yeah they, they they make you a public defender who wants to be defending child molesters and, and rapists and no like i know that? but but you know we've had um we've had interviews with other defense attorneys and what they say is that what motivates them is the fact that everybody deserves uh constitutionally deserves the right to a free trial in front of their peers mm-hmm. and so they want to make sure that you know guilty or not guilty yeah they get a fair trial. That's what they I, focus in on, as as opposed to, I can't believe I'm defending this dirtbag. Well, they, they try to separate uh, you know, f- fair trial 
from you know personal yeah. beliefs. So I, I I knew a guy years ago who was a who was a defense attorney, and that was like the the you know again out of law school. That's the kind of thing that you you get. Yep. And uh, he hated it. He he wound up only spending like two years doing it because. And going into a private practice because mm-hmm. the criminal defense portion was like, this guy, like, you know, this guy did stuff to people and you don't, you know, the details are horrific. Oh, I know. And you know they're guilty, but you have to provide them with the with defense. You know, I was, I was watching this really interesting documentary not too long ago about this, uh, about this attorney. Uh, uh, you know, one of these, uh, you know, ambulance chasing attorneys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, personal injury lawyers well anyway he winds up getting this client who is a uh, chemistry teacher uh, primarily who's got cancer who's making uh who's cooking meth for a major cartel mm-hmm. and uh, the whole documentary is about how this guy is you know giving him you know information about how to wash money and you know how to uh, how to uh, you know hide his identity and protect his family and oh my god the kind of shenanigans that this lawyer would get himself into mm-hmm. along with this guy uh, I forgot some German name anyway him and this other guy were cooking meth inside this uh, mobile home for a mm-hmm. while yeah. in the uh, in the uh, like in the in the southwest part of the country yeah and you wouldn't believe the kind of uh, shenanigans that would uh, that would come from this i mean like like a chicken uh, restaurant was a front for uh one of the cartels <laughs> really breathtaking story that sounds like uh the plot line to breaking bad oh you've seen it no i only saw the first and last episode oh uh, yeah <laughs> i did the cliff's notes version of breaking bad i still can't believe you've never you've never I, devoted the time I, to I, watching I, it i just i i there's something I, I can't get so involved in something that drags on for years. Like a, a series needs to be one or two seasons, and that's it. Like yeah. I'm already like I hate waiting for the next season to come out. Like I've already lost interest in that only murders in the building because we've watched both seasons now. Yeah. So, but you have to anticipate and wait for a whole another year before the the show. Okay, comes but with out. Breaking Bad, there were only five seasons. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you were gonna binge watch a series, uh, it, it, to me, there's only two dramatic series I would ever really consider binge watching over and over again. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, but I already I already know what happens. But you don't. I you, do. You got to see the whole thing. It's so fantastic. Yeah. At the end, he uh, flies off in, out of this elevator that he took with this old man, and they're flying through the sky, and yeah. he tells him, uh, you know what? You can have the whole meth factory now. This is all yours. I think you're confusing Breaking Bad with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. No, 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 no. No, this was a meth factory that he uh, had won mm. a uh, a golden ticket for. Yes. that he went and him and him and his uh, yeah. His, I think his, you're his confused, Grandpa Jesse. I think you're confusing uh, Heisenberg with Charlie Bucket. Uh, all right, I'm maybe, maybe I'm just. <laughs> A uh, Holyoke man has been sentenced to prison Wednesday following a guilty plea for two sexual assault charges involving a minor in a Hartford court. Uh, Miguel Rivera of Holyoke pleaded guilty to sexual assault of second, second degree of a victim under 16 and injury or risk of injury to a minor back in December. He was sentenced to a maximum of five years in prison. According to the Journal Inquirer, Rivera 
uh, pleaded guilty as part of the plea deal and was found twice incompetent to stand trial last year, but was later determined to be competent for trial. On December 10th of 2020, Enfield police received a call from a local hospital about a 13-year-old girl who said she was sexually assaulted by a non-family member who is known to her household. The 13-year-old told uh, police Rivera had told her he would kill her mother and siblings if she told anyone. Well, I hope you enjoy your time in prison. <sighs> He's going to have Mr. some time Rivera. to think about that. Yeah. The uh, Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection has fined a Northampton business for violating state wastewater regulations. Uh, Highway Auto Salvage, Inc. in Northampton was ordered to pay a penalty of $7,470. That is an oddly specific amount. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, according to the Mass DEP, uh, on December 31st of 2021, the Mass DEP responded to a complaint alleging that an employee of Highway Auto Salvage had pumped the contents of a septic tank from the on-site sewage disposal system to an adjacent area to the Mill River. The company also failed to comply with Title V's, Title V septic system requirements to perform a system inspection per Mass DEP regulations. There's poo going in the water. Yeah, well... Uh... If that were the case, don't you think the 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 the, the fee would, the fine would be higher? It sounds like a small leak, but I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out where they come up with those numbers of the you know five thousand seven hundred fifty dollars, not just five grand or ten well, grand or seven grand or six grand. It's yeah. a specific number. Well, isn't it like if you like the, you threw like a like a like a garbage bag out your window of your car, you could find one hundred ninety two dollars. It's some weird. It's number. something. It's something yeah. really bizarre like that. Well, why couldn't it have been two hundred? I don't know. Doesn't make I don't any know sense. Why to they me. do that? Does make sense. Uh, moving on to some national stuff in East Palestine, Ohio. Have you been following what's going on out there? Do they have a Duncan nearby? No. Well, they might, but thick smoke and flames could be seen from the site of an East Palestine train derailment as crews began releasing sl- uh, slowly venting chemicals from the train cars. The release of the chemicals was part of the plan to mitigate the explosive risk from the site, which was announced by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine on Monday morning during his stop there. Norfolk Southern, the railroad, said the uh, release was successful on Monday afternoon. Some of the material is now burning off and is expected to drain within hours. It is huge train derailment on uh, Friday night. Yeah. And this, like, it's all these horrible harmful chemicals they had to evacuate all the neighborhoods these people can't go back to their homes anytime soon because they're burning all this stuff off and you see the big giant fireball going in the sky yeah i did i did see the the story last night and then you think well, i mean could you imagine you, you living in that area and all of a sudden you can't get your stuff your clothes yeah. access to the thing your cell phone chargers well, any of that stuff it's not a, it's about breathing in the dangerous chemicals that would make your lungs burn up well yeah i mean there's that stuff too but i mean you know your pets are in the house you know i mean come on you can't go back to get your stuff no you really you really can't uh let's see uh we've seen people try to smuggle lots of stuff into jail but here's a new one a man in georgia is facing charges after trying to smuggle in two big bags of chicken wings his name, his name is Michael Dixon. <laughs> Mike. Michael. And he's 45. Guards at DeKalb County Jail near Atlanta saw him sneaking around outside the lobby last Friday. He had a box cutter with him. It's not sure, sure. It's not clear if he was trying to smuggle that in or not, or, but he did bring in plenty of other stuff. They found a bag hidden in a bush outside with tons of stuff in it, including what looks like three or four dozen hot wings that were fully cooked. 
The bag also contained weed, cocaine, cigarettes, cigars, loose tobacco, lighters, cell phones and chargers, a set of AirPods, jewelry, two sets of Allen wrenches, and some glue, all to be won here on the Prize is Right. Come on down, Michael Dixon. Estimated retail value of your criminal defense is $46,000. Paid for by the state since you're already a criminal. Uh, ooh, I like the added that. Yeah, I like that. Guards found a broken window in someone's cell. That's how the inmates were planning to get everything in. I didn't think you'd get out if you had a broken window. <laughs> He's facing charges for drug possession, criminal trespass, and entering a jail with a weapon. Uh, and this is the same guy with the chicken? Yeah. He had all this stuff. He had uh, cocaine, cigarettes, cigars, loose tobacco, lighters, cell phones, chargers, Here's AirPods. The, here's the thing that uh, that I don't get. He's got all these things. Yeah. And yet, the thing that the story focuses on first are the chicken wings. Well, because it's the it's the oddest item out of all. I mean, you can you can definitely see. Yeah, but you realize, but it but it's the it's the thing that's not necessarily illegal to uh, to have. It's not illegal to have, but it is illegal because it's contraband. <sighs> because they don't cook them, or they at least it's not on the menu today at the jail. So let's say I was having a Super Bowl party, right? Mm-hmm. And I ordered like a big giant platter of wings. Mm-hmm. And a big giant platter of heroin. Cocaine. Oh, cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine's okay. easier to get. Okay, fine. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the uh, I'm watching the Super Bowl, and then the police come into my, my house with a battering ram, and they confiscate all that cocaine. Based upon that contention with the police, also confiscate my entire platter of wings, too. I, you could. You could get the wings. Along with the drugs. See, this is what I think. Yeah. Cops confiscate the wings. They eat the evidence. Can you use the cocaine to flour the chicken before you throw it into the deep fryer? <laughs> Isn't that the 11 herbs and I, spices honest, that uh, Colonel uh, Sanders used? I, I honestly don't know what happens to cocaine when you roast it or well, you fry it. Well, we going to find out tonight. <laughs> I just like all the thi- like all the other stuff is regular contraband: cocaine, cigarettes, cigars, loose tobacco, lighters, cell phones, and chargers. The set of AirPods, though. Yeah, it's like uh, they're asking everybody, "All right, what do you want? Uh, cigarettes, okay. Loose tobacco, okay. Cigars, lighters, all that stuff. What about you? Uh, a pair of AirPods, please. What? Uh, a pair of AirPods. I need some noise canceling headphones because you guys are so darn loud around here. Uh, and I lost mine. Yeah, I they're lost, easy to lose. I lost one. Can't find the other one. Now I need a whole set. You can't just use just one. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 42 tomorrow, close to 50. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and T-Rex. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice one today, sunny and a high of 42. Even nicer tomorrow with a high of 47. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, check out the daily podcast if you uh, missed any part of uh, the Bax and Nagel show. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, and on rock102.com. That way you never miss another show again and listen to when it's uh, listen to it when it's damn convenient for you. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Dave Roundtree, the drummer. For the band Blur. Really interesting interview. 
uh, they sold millions and millions of records in the UK. In yeah. fact, I don't know if you remember the uh, the Brit pop wars between them and Oasis. Mm-hmm. He explains what actually happened, and it's actually a really interesting story. Again, check that out on all those platforms, I'll, including rock102.com. I'll take Oasis any day. Yeah, but Blur wound up being the ones that won that one. Mm, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan of Blur? No. Yeah, you know, they're a little, uh, they're very British. It, they're a they're little, little they're very British sounding, yeah. but uh, still a uh, very successful band. Uh, who is the guy that I used to listen to? I got into, like, uh, back in high school, Billy Bragg. You were into Billy Bragg. I love Billy Bragg. No kidding. Well, it's like folk. It's like uh, yeah. it's, like, it's like English folk music. Yeah. 1649, St. George's Hill, a ragged band they called the dig. I love that song. Yeah. Billy Bragg is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a little, t- it got, you could only listen to it for so long, though. Well, if unless you're actually living in oh, Great oh, Britain, oh, 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 the, the oh, oh. politics of his yeah. music goes way over your head. Yeah, right. I didn't, under, I didn't understand what he was talking about. I just, well, I knew. It <laughs> but was, he knew what he was talking. Well, about. Well, I knew it was. It was like they're like they were like political in nature. But yeah. I, uh, it was. It was. And Wilco, Wilco is a, when when he Billy Bragg and Wilco did an album together. Yep, that was awesome too. Well, I told you yesterday, my yeah. friend uh, from college, Cheryl Pavelski, just won a Grammy because they did the uh, the twentieth reissue, twentieth anniversary reissue. Of uh, Wilco's uh, biggest album. That's pretty damn cool. Yankee uh, Hotel Foxtrot. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it Foxtrot Hotel? I yeah. keep missing it up. Anyway, yeah, she just won a Grammy on that. Pretty well, cool. There you go, Billy Bray. Huh. See, I'm learning new stuff about you all the time. See? Yeah, if you just asked me, I would have known. Or you would have known. I wouldn't even have known to ask you the question, because I would have assumed that uh, that might be not be something you would know. I'm uh, I'm full of all kinds of surprises. You're full of something, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Not as full as the guy up in the Northampton Athletic Club right now. <laughs> He's full to the brim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, six uh, yeah. six fifty six with Bax and Dangle on Rock One Hundred Two. Um. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters. Before and after the storm. Hey. Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember back in 2013 when the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup Finals? Sure you do. And you remember how they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks in six games? Me too. Well, if you remember, one of the guys on the Bruins that year was Yarmer Yager. You might remember him better from his years with the Penguins, the Capitals, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Dallas Stars, the Devils, the Panthers, and then the Calgary Flames where he ended his NHL career as the second greatest goal scorer in history back in 2018. Well, folks, I never thought I'd be saying this, but last night, Yaromir Yager made headlines as he scored his 1,099th goal of his professional uh, career, this time with the Kladno Knights of the Czech League. That's right, 1,099 goals. Now, you might ask, the Kladno Knights, does that even still count? Sure, why not? I don't see anybody else scoring 1,099 goals right now, and yet here you have Yaramir Yager still at it, even after all these years. Impressive? Yeah. Why not? Here's the really impressive part. Yager is 51 years old. 51, and still playing hockey with teammates that are young enough to be his own children. And yet, there he is playing hockey. 
desperately hanging on to the tender final strands of his languishing youthfulness and vitality. Folks, I remember when I turned 51, more than five years ago. And back then, I remember coming to the conclusion that I might have to start watching my cholesterol, or that I might need more fiber, or that I should really schedule a colonoscopy. Those are not the things that a professional hockey player should be worried about unless you happen to be over the age of 50 years old. At some point, all those things that used to be fun in your 20s become aggravating and in some cases impossible when you start dabbling into your 50s and yet nobody has been able to convince Yarmir Yager that he should be falling into that category. At least not yet because hockey is typically meant for the young, not the old and decrepit. And yet, I cannot help but congratulate the guy who is unable to know when to quit and start acting his age because the clock is really starting to tick on this one. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The cat did what? Again? Who's going to clean that up? What's going to clean that up? How about the Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vac? You know, the one you just got for 80 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Cat not included. Always a good to get a good deal on tools and stuff like the wet-dry vac from Craftsman at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from a couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.09 at ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 42. More of the same for tomorrow and a high of 47. Uh, get this, Friday, 60 degrees. Come on. In the in the course of seven days, it will have gone from zero, pretty, less than zero, to 60? Pretty much the 40s, uh, mid-40s the rest of the week, or up until Thursday, and then Friday... Uh, 57 for a high, and then it's, <laughs> and then it stays like you know it's 42 on Saturday, 45 on Sunday, and then 50s all the next week. Honestly, this is maybe the weirdest winter we've ever had. And you know what? Next year or one of these years, we're gonna get hammered. And it's, it may snow a lot too. Uh, all right, hey, how about a little time for MR? Little I'm running uh, sibling rivalry this morning. Okay. Got to deal this out. Am I the a-hole for yelling, just leave me the F alone during a family dinner at a crowded restaurant? (laughs) It's already starting off good. Sounds like my family dinners at my restaurants when I go to my family. For context, my brother, who's 26, and I, 18, uh, this is a f- 18 female, he's 26 male, have never gotten along. He's hated me since before I was even born. He spent my entire childhood controlling everything I did, watched, and even ate. At Christmas, he really ticked me off. I was quite proud of myself for buying my first vehicle all on my own. He called my truck a P.O.S. What did you call it? A P.O.S. Uh, okay. I don't even know what that means, but... <clears throat> then he then said to our parents, insurance companies statistically have higher rates for female drivers than males. He was absolutely insinuating that they shouldn't be putting me on their policy mm-hmm. simply because he's been on their policy since he turned 16 and has never paid a dime for insurance. He knew damn well he was getting bumped off when I was added. All right. <laughs> Okay. This is kind of a long one, actually. Uh, First of the year, our mom told him to get his own policy. He was pretty salty about that. Fast forward to this past weekend, it was our dad's birthday. Honestly, I didn't even want to go and sit through my brother's usual BS about how great he is. But I went, 
and as usual, pretty much remained quiet. My brother asked, uh, so when are you moving out? I was like, excuse me? He says, you're 18 now. You need to get out on your own now. Literally, no one said anything. So I told him it's none of his business. He says, well, I moved out at 19. <laughs> Here's where things <sighs> spiraled. I said to him, you're not even on your own yet since you haven't bothered paying a single penny of rent in seven years. He was fuming and tried changing the topic. My mom made a comment about that uh, soon changing. Brother's girlfriend was like, what? So I told her he moved out at 19 and hasn't paid our parents a penny of all rent for all of these years. She was livid, unbeknownst to anyone at the table. She had been paying my brother rent for two years because he led her to believe <laughs> she was paying rent. <laughs> the topic went off somewhere else, then right back to me. My brother tried to give me fatherly advice by saying I should focus on my current job and forget about wasting time with college. This was... This was absolutely unsolicited advice. <laughs> it really ticks me off when he does this because he always does it and acts like because of our age gap, he has so much more knowledge than my stupid-ass self. He, uh, again, comments about me moving out, says to our dad, I can't believe you haven't kicked her out after she brought all those animals in your home. They both laughed. I had had enough. I got up from the table, and I just yelled, Leave me the F alone! My mom understood, but she doesn't want the family to fight. My dad said I was extremely rude by lashing out, caused a scene, made undue stress, and embarrassed everyone. Apparently, after I walked out, my brother says, well, she obviously has something wrong in her head. I felt bad because I'm uh, sure a few kids dining with their families heard me, and I shouldn't have cussed in front of them, and I guess I should have held it in and dealt with it later, but I've always let this crap slide, and I was sick of it. Am I the a-hole? Uh... You're only an a-hole by the way you reacted to the a-hole in your family. Yeah. Your brother. Well. By, by letting him bother you as much as he does. And you know what? You, uh, a person can only be pushed so okay. far. All right. I, I, I think the brother is the problem. We're, we're, the brother is the problem, but we're talking about this from two different perspectives uh, where we fall in our family hierarchies. You are the oldest brother. I am. You are the only, well, you only have one sibling. Right. But I am the youngest out of my family. Sure. I can see where this girl is like, you know, this guy's being a pain in the ass. Sure. And he's really getting under my crawl. Okay. But you, I think, secretly were like, well, you know what? She probably should uh uh, be doing these. Oh, things. wait a minute! Wait a minute! Have Don't you me. never done that to your younger sister? Because she's uh, how old? Is, she's how many years apart? Are they? seven? Seven years apart. Yeah. So have you if ever I've acted done, like? Well, to be honest, if I've ever done it, mm -hmm. it was totally unintentional, and I I don't think I've ever done that, and I've never judged her. Uh, in that way, you didn't have sibling rivalry where mm. you would say to your mom, "You're really going to let her do that." Or are you gonna no? Because actually, my my sister I hated that. My my sister actually, I think, learned from all of my major mistakes and wound up being a maybe even a better person than me. You see, I would. <laughs> that's not hard to believe. No, that's not um, hard to believe. Uh, see, I was uh, I was I was the youngest of five. I am the youngest of five, and there's eight years difference between my brother and I. There's thirteen years difference between my oldest sister and I. Right. That was the one, I, and I told you this. I went to um, uh, Toys R Us 
years ago. My <laughs> grandmother gave me $10 to go to Toys R Us. Okay. She would write a check every year. I guess when she had money to spare from the from the Gilby's gin that she was drinking, <laughs> she would write a $10 check. And, uh, yeah, go out. This is where the whole cotton is cigarettes. Now go out and buy something good. So I would. I went to Toys R Us. We had this big Toys R Us by our house. Nice. And I went down the aisle with all the He-Man dolls because I was so into He-Man. And okay. the only one that I really wanted, I didn't have them all. I only had, like, you know, the, the basics, Skeletor and Beast Man and, you know, uh, Man-at-Arms. Yeah. Uh, He-Man. But I really wanted Tila. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tila was the hot redhead in a, like, she's in, like, a some gold and white, like, Oh, yeah. Corset bustier thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, yes. But uh, I also wanted her to be part of the uh, the group. There was nothing I wasn't... I was only seven years old. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it. But I... You I know. mean, if you wanted a girl doll, I yeah. suppose that's fine. So I, uh, I, I said, this is the one I want. And my mom grabs it off the shelf. And just as she's about to turn around, my oldest sister says, are you really going to let him buy that? Because... It was a scantily clad, dressed woman that was an action film. <sighs> so then my mom has this second, uh, uh, rethinks everything. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, you're not getting that. I want. I had to get Manny Faces. And that's not the one you wanted. I mean, Manny Faces was cool because he could change his face to whatever you wanted to be. Of course, it only had three options on the uh, on the actual doll. Still but, an uh, important talent, though. Still a very important talent. I don't know. He could change his face, but every nobody would recognize his body outline. It would always be the same. Or, or the out- outfit he was wearing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I was very upset. And, and the more I thought about that later on in life, I go, wait a minute. You wouldn't let me buy the scantily clad dressed woman but you would let me buy the uh, ripped muscle uh, man wearing a buffalo uh, f- uh, skin as a underwear. Right. I was allowed to have that, but I couldn't have the chick. Yeah. It's an and, injustice. You know, it is an injustice. And, you know, really, I mean, the fact that you wanted you know, all of these action figures for a diverse group of uh, of, of things to create different scenarios in your imaginative uh, head yeah. as a child. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that would have uh, actually been something you should have gotten. I should have gotten that. Well, in that case, your sister was the a-hole. She's very much so. Yeah. Yeah. But well, you well, know, at least we got through that one. But in this situation, I mean, very clearly, the brother is uh, you're trying to provoke. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. At every possible turn. And I hate that. Uh, my sibling, I'm in my, f- I'm 44. Yeah. And she's now what, 59? 56? 56. Seven, okay. 57. 57. Okay. And uh, it's like, really? Uh, you're still treating me like I'm uh, I'm a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. They all do that. I, I, I have never intentionally treated my sister that way. Never did. Oh, well, you're a better man than this guy is. Well, I don't know. I'm sure uh, you're a better man than that, that brother is. All right, you got one more? Here's a quick one. we got time, yeah. Am I the a-hole for waking up neighbors every morning at 530? you got to wait for the post. You ready? Okay. I live in a small area, and I walk to the gym uh, every morning at 530 a.m. However, both of my neighbors have their dogs outside their house. They're covered by a fence. When I step outside the house, those dogs start barking like crazy, even though I never look at them directly. I guess they might be guard dogs. Recently, my neighbor with the dogs started complaining to me 
that I'm disrupting their sleep and making their dogs aggressive very early in the morning. Uh, but I told them I need to go to the gym at that time, and it's not my fault that the dogs are barking like crazy. It's not like I'm walking over to the dogs and agitating them. I'm just walking past from my house. I just walk straight to the direction of the gym. So mm-hmm. am I the a-hole for waking up the dogs? No. No. And this is too not. easy to do. Yeah, this is simple. But uh, I really want to get into the mind of the guy who has the two dogs outside all the time. At f- yeah, 5 o'clock in the morning. And then wonders why they're barking and waking him up. Because they want to be inside with the people. That's what dogs like doing. Uh, you leave a dog outside overnight to guard your property. Guess what? At some point, they don't want to be outside anymore. They want to come in. They want to sleep in the couch. They want their belly rub. They want to eat food in a bowl. They want to drink from a toilet. That's what dogs do. They want to hop in the trash. That's what my dog wants. That's all he wants to do. No, it's the guy going to the gym has every right to go to the gym whenever he damn well feels like it. It's not his fault he's waking up your dogs who are outside. I never understood the people who leave their dogs out all the time. Like, I guess if you're hunting dogs, it's okay because yeah. you have them in a pen or whatever, but the ones that bark constantly, all the time, outdoors, it's uh, I never yeah. really understood why you would have a dog if you were going to do that to it. Yeah, if you're not going to treat the dog like a member of the family, what's the point of having the dog? Same with the cats. Yes. If you don't love the cat, why are you letting it roam around the neighborhood all the time? Exactly my point. Exactly your point. Yeah, now the, uh, the a-hole is the guy with the dogs. Well, I'm, I'm really glad we got to the bottom of all these things. How about that? That is uh, very good. Am I the a-hole? It is 721 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 in the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be, uh, let's see, sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of, well, now it's up to 50. Uh, and uh, it's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Dr. Sadie Allison, America's Pleasure Coach, will be joining us uh, next hour. She has uh, sent us a bunch of things that we'll be talking about, her Valentine's uh, Day package. she got a very big package, and uh, we'll talk about that and how you can own part of her package next hour. We have not uh, even brought the box down here yet. What's going on with that? I don't know, but uh, one of us is going to have to do it, and I'm uh, I'm a little busy here. It's going to have to be me, I guess. Yeah, well, you're the young spry one. Yeah. You know, I uh, I posted that picture yesterday of uh, my stop and shop order that was, uh, I had ordered uh, Marzetti Dip Caramel Old Fashioned Six Pack. Yeah. And then uh, they shopped for you, so then they substituted, because they didn't have that, with Holy Guacamole Classic Mini Single Cups. Completely relatable to uh, caramel. Actually, uh, the two have nothing to do with each other. Wasn't it? Uh, isn't that what's in a Snickers? You got uh, nougat, you got peanuts, uh, you got caramel, and guacamole. <laughs> you got chocolate in my guacamole, and uh, you what, got guacamole in my chocolate. One of the people that commented, a lot of people were talking about all the weird things that they were, <laughs> they've gotten from these uh, grocery orders. I received 80 ounces of mayo and some Vagisil wipes the other day with my odor. I'm not sure still why. I'm still not sure why. <laughs> See? Everybody's got problems Every, with the online everybody. pickup. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. 
It's 729 News is next at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom has issued a statement after 25 families were forced out of their homes after a massive fire in the North End last month. Fire took place at the Springfield Gardens four-story building located in the area 2413 Main Street. It was home to many families and some local businesses, and the fire caused damage to the adjacent New North Citizens Council Child Care Services. The child care facility just finished renovations and now has been forced to relocate. Sarno stated that the fire was attributed to squatters due to a lack of security for the property and says Springfield Gardens continues to not keep their properties up to code. He wants Massachusetts Section 8 to withhold payment to Springfield Gardens until repairs are made and security procedures are updated. There's a large number of apartment complexes in the vicinity of many of those Springfield Gardens apartments. They have no such issues because they are probably owned and they are probably managed. No money for the gardens, you understand? Until you clean this dump up. (sighs) He's not happy. No, I wouldn't be either. I mean, this is uh, the problems. Tenants of Springfield Gardens have been uh, protesting for months to help raise concerns over current living conditions. The real estate firm that owns the buildings, Schweb Partners, allegedly owns over 1,500 units in the city of Springfield alone. In December, a protest was held at the Springfield Gardens building on Dickinson Street where tenants were demanding a timeline on unit repairs, reliable maintenance staff, exterminations, and security services. At that time, there were 18 active code enforcement cases against Springfield Gardens in Western Massachusetts Housing Court. Uh, 22 News has attempted on multiple occasions in the past to get in contact with Schweb Partners, but has uh, yet to hear back. Uh, is that the same update you get from the accident that happened last night at 8 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll fill in the blanks on this one. I like the uh, the quote. I've had it with them, and they're hollow words. That's uh, from uh, Mayor Dom Dom himself. Hollow, like a log in the forest. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Hollow like your heart, you schwebs. You bunch of schweb partners. The hell does that mean, schweb, anyway? I, I don't know, but he's, he's turning it into a negative, isn't he? Sounds like an insult. You're a schweb. Wasn't that a song by, uh, wasn't that a song? What's that song? song? Like, uh, was it Destiny's Child or Salt and Pepper? Schweb? Oh, I think it's Scrubs. That's what I'm saying. Scrubs, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, you don't want no Scrubs. No, we don't want no Schwebs. Scrubs are got to get, get no love from me. Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. He think he is exactly my point. I like how uh, Twenty Two News did the whole uh, Monday yesterday marked forty five years since the historic nineteen seventy eight blizzard. They weren't that- happy enough with cold temperatures over the weekend. They had to rehash uh, horrible, horrible memories of a blizzard that happened the year I was born. Yeah, but you know, Steve, uh, unless you live through it, unless you recall it. Yeah. You have no idea how terrible it was. It said the storm brought with it significant impacts of southern New England, including over two feet of snow to both Boston and Providence. According to the National Weather Service, nearly 100 people died because of the storm and 4,500 were injured. Uh, The technology and disaster plans that were used were not developed enough and no one had ever seen a storm like it before. Or since. Really? You haven't seen one since? Not like that. 
What, what what was so bad about it? Was there a lot of wind and stuff? Is you that know what was so bad about it? It wasn't so much that it snowed uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what was so bad about it is that everybody was wildly underprepared for it. Like the meteorologists didn't see it coming. So they didn't. Nobody went out and got groceries and things like that. That nobody that you would normally see a rush of before. In fact, comes. you could make a very strong case that the reason why we go out today to buy all the makings for French toast during a storm, milk, mm-hmm. eggs, bread, butter, all the staples for, for French toast mm-hmm. was directly because of our lack of preparation from the blizzard of 78. Because prior to that, I mean, yeah, we, 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 you know, we, you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite like that. But they got this so wrong, and and cities and towns were not ready to remove the snow. Providence mm-hmm. was shut down. All the plow drivers weren't out getting ready for. In fact, they nobody was at the plows. It took hours for them to get to where the plows were. That's how ill prepared they were, and it literally shut down cities and towns for days. So, uh, were you stuck in your home with no food? We had food, but at some point we had to get more food. We had to get other things, and in uh, in Rehoboth, we had to walk to this this uh, this store, uh, the the Chartley Country Store. Mm-hmm. You're talking about miles away, yeah. And so my dad and I took a little red wagon, just because we couldn't get the because because the, the the roads were impassable. Mm-hmm. Took a little red wagon, dragged it five miles got ourselves milk and uh, some of the other things that we needed and then walked back five miles and we did it and we liked it your dad did you get along on that trip sure of course 1978 everything was rosy back then no it wasn't hey, oh are you kidding me I'm absolutely su- I'm surprised was. your dad didn't go oh for god's sakes will you pick up the pace <clears throat> there's one thing we don't need is more ho-hos for you it would have Those been. Those are things my dad used to say to me. I'm just imagining yeah, no, what an overweight child in Rehoboth would feel. No, my uh, we we didn't we we spoke to each other with uh, with more respect from that. Oh, all right. I mean, and, and ho hos would not have been my snack case of choice. No, <clears throat> that was ringdings. On the other hand, <laughs> well, ah, that's a good one. I'd I'd stick you. You know if, they, uh, if it were be, between uh, death or ringdings. You know what they started uh, selling again? What baby bunts? Remember the, the hostess Baby Bunts? Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't remembered Baby Bunts in years. The lemon and uh, the straw. I saw them at Dollar Dollar General has the weirdest items available. <laughs> you ever go to a Dollar General and look look around? Oh, yeah. And see all the like stuff that has uh, seemingly been out of date for years and yeah. now like, revamped and refurbished and put back on the shelf? Haven't had a Baby Bunt in forever. I'll get you some. Baby months will be good. All right. Maybe a couple go. table talk pies, and now we're talking business. I don't know if they had the table talk pies, but... Uh, I used to like me a table talk pie. I bet you did. The, the little individual ones? Delicious. Uh, Cruz and Chickabee responded to Everett Street Monday evening for reports of a car fire, according to Fire Captain Katie Collins' call ball. Uh, Cruz arriving on scene also discovered a structure fire in a detached garage and flames in a surrounding wooded area. The fire has since been extinguished. Captain Collins Callball was uh, also told Western Mass News there were no civilian in- injuries. However, a firefighter responding to the scene suffered injuries to an unknown degree and has been sent for treatment. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. 
Western Mass News has obtained a video of a close call at a school bus stop in Agawam that is raising safety concerns. They show the video to one state legislator who said the uh, situation could have been fatal. The video obtained by Western Mass News shows an SUV driving past a school bus just as the stop sign was being deployed. The little side. On the, on yeah. the side of the bus? Yeah, they showed it to uh, State Senator John Velas. He said that if the uh, little girl in the video had not waited across the street, the outcome would have been deadly. He goes, I mean, it's awful. You see a little kid, uh, a little girl like that, yeah, you can't get out of the way of that. You know, I mean, so, it, it, it's not like this is a like a new law. No, but they're showing this still happens and it's an incident. And uh, there's a minimum of a $250 fine for any violation. Repeat offenders can be fined up to $2,000 and have their license suspended. But, I mean, a video is not going to – you can't have a cop at every bus stop. No, but uh, the bus driver has the right to write your plate down and call it in, say you're not going to believe what this jackass just did. Uh, Vilas added that a better way to catch people blowing through school bus stop signs would be the implementation of cameras on the stop signs themselves. That's actually not a bad idea because it does uh, happen in other states. Uh, legislation has been filed. They would put these cameras on the buses. One of the problems is the enforceability. Difficult at times. It's very difficult to enforce this. Yeah. You know what else is uh, difficult? Paying for all those cameras for all the buses. Someone's got to do that. That's that's not stuff that comes free. Here's the problem. It's just like traffic cameras. They're really, they're not legal here. Yeah. We don't have them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do in other states, but we don't have them because we have argued the privacy violation thing. The same thing's going to happen here. Unless you change that law first, then you can only put the cameras in then. But I don't really want that either. But, you know, we've all seen it. We've all seen some jerk, you know, pass a bus that stopped, you know, with the lights flashing and the stop sign uh, engaged. We've seen that. We've seen people who don't pull over when there's an accident or a cop that's pulling somebody over. We've all seen, you know, people who, like, will start speeding through a, you know, through a construction zone. Yeah. It's like some people are just incapable of following a law of any kind well some people just don't like to follow laws yeah i, like I know but the laws. but the reason we have laws is to protect people from the likes of you people well you know then uh, now you're just uh splitting hairs am i really yeah. or am i trying to save lives I, on just, the highways and byways of the grist of this great expansive nation of ours I'm just done talking about it. I'm going to do the weather forecast. Oh, well, that's fine, too. Else. It's uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 47. Well, it's 47 here, but it's 50 on the other page. I, it's going to be anywhere in between there. You pick your favorite integer, and you can <laughs> you can decide. It's 21 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Attention HVAC professionals. You're back. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 747, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be sunny today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny, uh, anywhere between 47 and 50, depending on which uh, weather.com temperature you want to look at. There you go. It's uh, Plavin in downtown Springfield. Dr. Sadie Allison, the uh, America's Pleasure Coach, will be joining us uh, just after 8 o'clock, so let's get uh, right into this. Uh-huh. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All righty. We've got clip number one today. Okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a guy here's a guy that, um, a new guy from New York. Thought he was taking a flight to Sydney, Australia to get on a cruise. Okay. 
but he accidentally chose Sydney, Montana. Well, it's a big difference. He noticed his mistake when his flight, uh, first flight landed in Billings. Here's uh, Kingsley Burnett and the American Airlines employee that really took the time to help him, Cal Castellano, talking about the big mix-up. I saw mountaintop covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. It's a matter of acronyms, the SYD as opposed to SDY. Somebody has to fix that. He was really funny. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. But Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with. Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was good enough for me. What, who does he sound like? It's, it's I, I don't know. It's, character. It's, it's a weird speech affect that I can't figure out. It's almost like uh, the guy from Office Space with the red stapler. <laughs> yeah, it's Stephen Root. I saw mounting top covered yeah, with white snow. I saw mounting top suit covered with the white snow. I want my red, I want my red stapler. stapler. Because I don't want to be in the basement anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, clip number two. Yes. A young boy got to do an adorable update for News 12 New Jersey about a semi-truck crash full of frozen french fries. Here's Patrick filling in the community on what happened after the accident. Hi, I'm Patrick, live from East Chester, and I have an update on the tractor-trailer accident on the Hodge. All the french fries were able to be brought where they're supposed to be, and my teacher, who was in the traffic, managed to get to school on time. And luckily... No one got hurt. Thanks for watching. Mm. That's still better reporting than you'd find I here in Springfield. <laughs> he's got more details than 22 News did. Yeah, that kid is working for you. Patrick, what did you see? I'm not going to tell you what I saw. I'm going to give you in detail uh, all of the things here that are happening. I'm, gonna I'm not give, just going to give you my account of it. I'm going to give you the information as it was relayed to me by the public information officer of the Springfield mm. Police. Uh, a Canadian man pulled a stunt at a city council meeting by eating a chili pepper to prove that climate change is not a huge issue. He said that uh, even if something heats up a little a bit, it's not the end of the world. Here he is. A chili pepper, and I was going to eat it and show that even if something does heat up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. But in this issue specifically, I've noticed that many people are not giving the dew to the oil field. The pepper's heating up a little bit, but... It's not a big issue. I wanted to demonstrate that because there are a lot of people say that if Canada was to heat up, it would be the end of the world. But South America is way warmer than Canada. And people vacation there all the time. Uh, and that's when he passed out because his I head exploded saying, from the heat of the yeah, pepper. And he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I always... Uh, like seeing because this guy was suffering afterwards yeah. like you could tell that he was like i'm sure he was asking for milk oh uh, i'm anybody sure he got milk uh they could uh, get a whole loaf of bread pain. please but i always love watching people do stupid stuff like that and then instantly regret it like yeah. that one chip challenge have you seen that one? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. i first of all i wouldn't want to do i i have no desire to make my mouth so hot to prove to somebody that I could do this just by do it, like you know what I mean? Like there's there's no re, there's no reward in that for me. I don't I don't mind spicy food, but I don't want food that's gonna hurt going in and coming out. No, no thanks. No, no. And why why would you want to suffer that way? I because some people just want to say I did it. I I I was able to handle it. There used to be this. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not, like, I can eat spicy food, but I don't like super spicy food. But one time there was this place, and it's closed now. It was called the Hot Tomato down in uh, Hartford. It was in uh, okay. the restaurant district down there. And it was like a it was like penne with sausage and it, I don't even know what it was called, but it was like it was like kind of a, a pasta dish, but it had like sausage, but it was spicy and it was so spicy that it was so but it was so good yeah. like you couldn't stop eating it. It's, like you it, couldn't stop torturing yourself because the spice was just a little bit, but it was the rest of the package that yeah. came with the food that was awesome. but yet it hurt. A little, it bl- yeah. But but you would outweigh the hurt with the deliciousness of the of the of the thing. You yeah, know what I'm can, saying. Yeah, no, I hate listening. Right. I hear you. I think we're we're done talking about that. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a long-winded story. Uh, in a beautiful wine region of Glen Ellen, California, a pest control company found that a woodpecker had stored 700 pounds of acorns inside the wall of a home. Pictures show the nuts spilling out the bottom of the wall by the hundreds, and here's. <laughs> Yeah. That's what they found. Oh, he's that, an agitator. That's what they that Woody he is. He is an agitator, isn't it? You ever see that? You ever see this thing where they, the, the the one time I saw the guy, uh, there were, these people were complaining about bees in their house. Yeah, and the guy rips the wall down, and it was just millions of bees that had, and it was like honey was coming, was dripping, dripping down, down the walls, onto yeah. the wall, and I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but you got to get rid of the bees. Yeah, but you should have called the exterminator years ago. <laughs> uh, that is uh, now hear this. It is uh, seven fifty four. Uh, we do have Sadie Allison, Doctor Sadie Allison, America's pleasure coach, coming up after eight o'clock to talk about all the dirty things that came in this box to us, <laughs> including the dual rock and rabbit. Yeah, right. We'll find out more about that coming up after eight at seven fifty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I'm a professional radio broadcaster. My job is to say things on the radio and not get fired for it. That pretty much sums up my entire job description for what I do. Granted, it doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I've been able to skate right through the last 28 years having buffaloed enough people to put me in the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. What I have not been able to accomplish is to obtain a broadcast contract that will pay me $375 million over the course of 10 years. Apparently, that's the sort of thing that can only go to someone with no formal training or experience at all. As you know, Tom Brady's next career move will be as the lead analyst for Fox Sports. Back in May, it was announced that Fox had agreed to a contract with Brady that would pay him in excess of $37 million a year, which is millions and millions of dollars more than he received playing football. In fact, in 2020, he was given a two-year $50 million contract that also received $9 million in incentives. And that still doesn't match what he made uh, as a professional entry-level broadcaster. Yesterday, Tom Brady announced that he will begin his contract in 2024, which will allow him to spend more than a year and a half with his family. You know, the very family that walked out on him so he could play football for $50 million a year. So today, I was looking at my contract here at Rock 102, and you know what that contract lacks? A lot of zeros. By my uh, comparison, my contract seems rather, oh, how shall I put this? Like crap. Tom Brady's only broadcast experience is waving a cell phone in his face and making Instagram videos about him retiring. 
Oh, sure. He's got seven Super Bowl championships under his belt, but I happen to have seven best. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.05 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, it's only 42 degrees outside, but it is hot in here. On the phone with us, you know, with uh, with Valentine's Day just right around the corner, you may ask, well, what can I possibly get the uh, the woman I love who does, who has, who, who already has everything, including guys like you and me? On the phone with us right now, America's <laughs> Pleasure Coach, Dr. Sandy Allison. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, very good. Great to have you back. Uh, we just received the uh, the Valentine's Day box that uh, that you yeah. sent, and there's some things that we're trying to yeah. figure out here. We we we're both looking at the uh, the Voy Premium uh, Arc Wave Stroker, which looks to me it looks yeah. like a like a like a Yahtzee cup. <laughs> like there should be. That's right. It does. There should be dice inside, and I'm looking to get a large straight. Yes, so it is inconspicuous, um, but that is one of the, the newest, coolest men's strokers, which are which are the craze right now because there's a lot of pleasure toys for women, but there's also toys for men now, too. Yeah. So this particular device is manually controlled, and it's adjustable. It has eight different settings that creates a tightness on the inside, so you can size it to your own member. Oh, really? Right. Okay. So it's kind of it's kind of yeah. like a almost like a boppet. Remember the boppet? <laughs> we we <laughs> right. twist it, makes a noise, and then you you pass uh, it to the next guy. Uh, Doctor Sadie, I'm uh, looking at uh, I'm adjusting this, and it, I needed to get a little smaller. Does it get any smaller? Than that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you look inside as you're yeah. spinning it. You yeah. can see it's getting smaller and bigger. Yeah, it, it's got it's, the ridges with a nice, high-quality silicone, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when I put bits on my screw gun. You twist it tight, <laughs> yes. and then uh, you put the bit in there. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it, almost, it, looks like an Alexa, it. it looks like an Alexa dot, I think. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I, when yeah. I pulled it out of the box, I said, Alexa, do naughty <laughs> things to me. <laughs> I realized I had to do and it. That's, and that seemed to work. What what uh, now? You, the, again, uh, ticklekitty.com is the name of uh, your website. Doctor Sadie Allison on the phone. Let's see, we've uh, we've been talking to you for years, and the thing that's always amazed me is how uh, technologically advanced these things have uh, have become. Uh, whether it's like uh, USB chargers or you know uh, you know uh, downloadable apps. I mean, it, it's I mean, it really is remarkable how these things have uh, you know really come around as far as the technology goes it really is I, i've been in the industry for 22 years and when i first started there was very few toys and it was taboo and there were porn stars on the packaging that's that's like that's what they were about but now like you're saying everything's so modern and app controlled and beautiful and the colors and the materials they're really wonderful accessories for the bedroom and even more men are accepting of them now there's some that are still intimidated but there's no need to be they're not going to replace anybody they're just to enhance the relationship and for fun sometimes yeah and and I, valentine's day right around the corner it's valentine's day everybody it's time to like try something new and i, and I have to believe that uh, you know being a, a reputable pleasure coach that uh, almost nothing on your website would require a trip to an emergency room uh, it shouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, don't don't do anything crazy. Yeah, well, right. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm just you know, I've you know, we've all seen things that look like the kind yeah. of thing that could you know, you rip you in half, and that does to me that yeah. doesn't say pleasure. That says call nine one one. Yeah, for some, but others, you know, they're, they're, to each their own. There's something for everyone's got their own thing. 
But with this uh, Tickle Her Kitty Valentine kit that I sent you, yeah. um, I picked out toys that I curated. I tried them all. I made sure they worked great and they feel great. And they're practical. You know, we were talking about app-controlled and high-tech. Well, the products in the Tickle Her Kitty kit are four different vibrators that can actually provide you different sensations and pleasures mm-hmm. so you can actually have fun all night long and explore and see what feels good for yeah. your, your own sexual response. I like the uh, the bunny love couples ring. Oh yeah, that's it, a great one. Yeah, this is a this is a mutual mutual pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's got the rings and this right. is worn by the man and the two little bunny ears has a vibrator right under it. So when you wear this during lovemaking, she's getting sensations right where she needs it on the pleasure button at the same time. And while the ring is providing stimulation for him, because one of the big things is the orgasm gap where men get there, they reach, they reach their, their happy ending. But women often during normal lovemaking, um, we're not getting pleased in the area that we need. Our bodies just weren't made like that. Right. Mm. So when you use something like the bunny love ring for couples, it actually takes care of that. So you can actually go to the same place together, which is what we all want. We want to be able to enjoy that that ending, that climax at the same time. Now, uh, when it and on the website, there's I mean, there's, there's there's hundreds of things that you can uh, you can look at. But yeah, you know, and apart from what is in the the Valentine's Day box, is there is there one thing that you could say is the biggest technological advance in sex toys in the last twenty five years? I would say it is the Womanizer Premium, and that is because it is the air pleasure technology that was invented. And it, it, this was, I don't know, maybe six, five, six years ago. There was nothing like it. Mm-hmm. It was something that revolutionized where the industry went, and it basically is a, a very gentle air suction feature for the woman right on her pleasure button, and it works where most of the control group and the women that tested it more than half of them achieved the big O in less than 60 seconds. Wow. Less 60, than 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah. That, that gives yeah. you time to get right back to the second half. Yeah, it's almost like a cheater toy. It's really great for women who've never had a big O before or have issues getting there. So this Womanizer Premium is just amazing. Like It revolutionized the industry. Wow, womanizer premium. I like that. Now a- this uh, this thing that's uh, the uh, the uh, the rose uh, thing lover uh, for for fifty mm-hmm. bucks. Now this is it's it looks like this is kind of like the same concept as what you're talking about. Yes, and it's actually by the same company, but this particular rose lover vibe is um, kind of more of an entry level. So it's for newcomers. It's it's more a little more gentle also. So it's got like more of a rumbly air suction that's very gentle so if you're kind of new to it it's perfect for valentine's day it's petite it's right in the palm of your hand and it's inconspicuous you can just shove it in the bouquet of roses and she and see, see her eyes yeah. light up when she looks to smell the roses that's a baker's dozen roses <laughs> put that one extra yeah. one in there you have any, you have any tips for having having this stuff ready yeah, you should probably. You know, that's the thing about spontaneous lovemaking, and then uh, you know, all of a sudden, you're like, "Wait a minute! All that stuff is upstairs in the drawer. We're down here in the laundry room." <laughs> <laughs> Plant them everywhere. Have a sex toy in every room. Yeah, you got to have yeah. one of those yeah, like emergency so- break in case of emergency yeah. glasses, and have a and have yeah, yeah and one, have, of, one have, of the rumpus room, one yeah. of the mud room. At least have this uh, this butterfly, right. the butterfly kiss flitter. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is just right around the corner. 
So it's really, it, it make it a fun time to plan and prepare. So you were talking about getting ready. So you can have your whole evening planned out, have all your toys charged. You can even do a treasure hunt with them if you want it, or just slip Ooh, them under treasure. the pillow and have it ready to go. But uh, really fun for Valentine's Day. And, and you were talking about the butterfly kiss. Did you turn turn that on? Push the button on the bottom. On hold the it for bottom. a few seconds. Yeah, I got the phone uh, for a few seconds. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, but wait. Okay. Oh, there's the, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, look and at the, that. And I like to turn on, touch the other button, and that okay. turns on the vibe. It turns on the. Oh, I see. It's, it's got a light. Two different. No, it's a. Yeah, yeah I see. you got the on-off button and then the, the controller for the vibration setting. Yeah, see, it, it's two, double vibration. Oh, yeah. How about, How about that? that? Oh, wow, yeah. that gets everything. Oh, don't get, put, don't yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, wow. It does. And what's wonderful about this butterfly kiss is it's a dual stimulator is what they're called. So you've got the G-spot vibrator portion, and then the other one is for the pleasure button, and it's got those soft butterfly wings mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. tickle and pleasure right where she wants it. So so this is a wonderful toy for, for women. It gets two of the spots at the same time, yeah, it, and it's petite. It's, it's got a butterfly and a pupa on it. <laughs> and a pupa. <laughs> That's so, it. would you suggest uh, you know that crazy town song? Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly. <laughs> Should do that. Whatever floats your boat. Back around. Yeah. Oh, I float my boat. So, uh, as far as the uh, the Valentine's Day uh, package goes, I mean, the, all everything has been uh, reduced for you know in price for Valentine's Day, right? Uh, yes, a great discount, and it comes with free priority shipping because I wanted to make sure everyone's just gets their packages on time and makes it easy easy to get it and have a fun Valentine's Day. And the uh, the and the, got, the uh, and the packaging you get is very discreet. So if you're worried about uh, you know a bunch of uh, you know vibrators showing up at your front doorstep or in the office, you don't have to worry about that. Oh yeah. Nope, nope, plain brown box with Dis- no indication of what's inside. Discreet packaging is what we love here. Well, yeah, there you go. We're going to have ourselves uh, one hell of a time here once uh, we drop you off the uh, off the phone. <laughs> There's a time and a place, yeah, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can uh, play 45 minutes of music. The uh, the name of the website, TickleKitty.com. Dr. Sadie Allison, great to talk to you, and uh, and best of luck uh, selling this stuff. you got unit, you got mo- units you so to push. Much. Absolutely. Thank you. It's 816. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Happy Valentine's Day. You Happy too. Valentine's Day. It's uh, 816 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 824 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Uh, I'm just going through this box of stuff here. <laughs> I put a video up, but it's, I don't know if it's ready yet. Yeah. It's on, uh, on my Facebook page. Uh, it says finishing up. Much like I'm finishing up with this butterfly. Now you're talking. Um, <laughs> I, now I sang that song, that crazy town, that butterfly. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You know, for the butterfly toy. <laughs> and then you had a great suggestion. What about butterfly kisses? Butterfly kisses. And then somebody else just emailed that in. Butterfly said, what kisses. About butterfly kisses. Yes, yeah, of course. Why right. not? I, of course, I. I, I, I don't think Bob Carlyle was thinking of this when he wrote Butterfly Kisses. Probably not, but uh, hold on. So <laughs> I can, let me see if I can find that one because that's a, such a beautiful song. Is it, though? Oh, yeah. No, people love that song. Like uh, weddings and stuff. Oh, God. 
Here, let me just uh, skip past it. Oh, yeah. What a giant piece of crap. What did you call this? A piece of crap. I don't think so. There's two things I know Just gonna sing like this. And it doesn't even matter what I say. As long as I sing it this way. She always loves Jesus and I. And I close my eyes. How many people haven't noticed as I haven't gone to the bathroom in six days? Just while I'm talking like this. Butterfly kisses. Bedtime prayer. Yeah, I, even I can't sit through this. Yeah, anyhow, can. Uh, no. But uh, boy, we got uh, we got some good stuff. And if you want to get uh, a bunch of great stuff for your loved one this Valentine's Day season, mm-hmm. doggone it, this is the thing to do. Ticklekitty.com. Ticklekitty.com. There you go. Loaded with toys and a whole bunch of stuff at reasonable prices. Uh, you know. Honestly, uh, oh, by the way, somebody commented, that's the strangest cordless drink mixer I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is. And then Billy the Trash Guy says, where do you put that? Well, come on over, Billy. Maybe I'll show you. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll show me your dumpsters now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Billy the Trash Guy shouldn't even be asking those kinds of questions. No, he shouldn't. Really shouldn't. Yeah. He probably finds them. Yeah, I bet you uh, trash guys find stuff like that all the time. You know when they're you know when you dump that stuff down at the landfill. Yeah, but I'm they sure don't... somebody threw a dildo away here. I'm and there. sure they have, but I don't yeah. think Billy the Trash Guy's sifting through all that stuff to see what kind of refuse people are tossing. You never know. I would hope not. I would hope not. Isn't he sitting in the trunk, just kind of like uh, you know you know lifting the lever and all dumps out into the uh, into the dump? I don't know how that works. I just assume that's how that works. I would think that's... Uh, listen, I don't want to get my elbows deep into somebody else's refuse. I remember seeing, uh, like, CBS had the... What was it? Uh, undercover Boss? Yeah. It was at a waste management facility. Okay. And, and they were showing, like, there's people that sort the trash to get all the plastics and stuff out of it. Can you imagine being that guy? No. No, I no. wouldn't want to be that guy. I'd rather drive the truck. That's a much more fun yeah. part of the job. Yeah, it was like uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. If, you, if you're if you a trash guy and you find a dildo in the trash, it's a little rubbing alcohol uh, and some, uh, you know, some polish. <laughs> yeah, sure. Clean many, that thing right up. Many of them are dishwasher safe. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Oh, how'd you afford this? Oh, I have my ways. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you I paid a price, but it didn't cost much. Right. It's 828 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 830 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. This is local, local radio icon Steve Nagel. I'm just uh, finishing up these uh, finishing touches on this video here. Uh, just finished processing. Is this the kind of thing that's going to put you, say, like in uh, Facebook jail? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I know you don't care. I'm just saying. <laughs> Facebook jail? What is it? Uh, something I've never been put in Facebook jail before. Have you? Um, one time I was put in Facebook jail, and uh, it lasted two days, and I was out. Uh, I busted out. Well, you know what? Two days is worth it for that video. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering if it violates the terms of service. But nevertheless, uh, you you know, you do what you got to do. I don't know, man. but you know, it's not like you're doing anything with it. You're just going to show it a piece of rubber. That's it. Facebook has no business telling people what violates their policy because of all the things that I've heard that would violate a policy, I have then seen a video 10 times worse on Facebook yeah. violating all of those policies and it not, and it's still being there. So I'm not sure what they're referring to. I think it's a probably a horrible algorithm how they decide. It probably just takes one person to complain about it. Probably. I don't know. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be doing know. that after 10 o'clock this morning. What am I supposed to do <clears throat> without Facebook? What am I going What am I going to do? <laughs> You'll have to you'll have to post your daily activities on some other platform. Uh, Cruz and Chickabee responded to Everett Street Monday evening for reports of a car fire, uh, according to Chickabee Fire Captain uh, Katie Collins Callball. Uh, crews arriving on scene also discovered a structure fire in a detached garage and flames in the surrounding wooded area. The fire has since been extinguished. Uh, Captain Collins Callball uh, also told Western Mass News there were no civilian injuries. However, a firefighter responding to the scene suffered injuries to the unknown degree and has been sent home for treatment. The uh, cause of the fire is under investigation. I really uh, want to apologize to Captain Collins Callball because I'm not sure if that's the way it's pronounced. Could it be Cabal? Colbal? K-A-L-B-A-U-G-H. Callball. Callba. Callball? Uh, I don't like I don't screwing know. it up because it's somebody local, and I don't want to, you know, insult them. But no, uh, I, I hear you. Mispronounce. I only mispronounce their name when they've done something strange. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if they if they brought themselves to a, a negative limelight, that's the only time I'll make fun of your name. Yeah, um, yeah. but unless it's like a you know, a or wild, if it's catchy or something like that. Yeah, like there there are. But certain, I would like to give respect to the captain by pronouncing her name properly. Yeah, I mean there there are certain people that uh, you just can't help but you know smirk when you say the name. All right, so yesterday I'm uh, surfing through radio stations on my drive. Okay, and I find this. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a news report. Okay, on the radio. Yes. And this particular person was reading, like, local news, you know, stuff we read. Right? Sure. But getting very excited about the town name they were talking about at the time. And what was the town so name? So, like, uh, wow, there was a major, a deadly accident in Westfield. You know, it was, it was like it was like emphasizing on the... That's not even an exciting-sounding name. I know, but it, but it was every town. Bernardston... And it, but but the stories were nothing to be excited about, and uh, I don't know I don't know why uh, she was doing that, that. Doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Some people emphasize particular words that just seem to be like hanging out there. I don't know if you've ever seen that up close. I've never seen that up close. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would pronounce things. Yeah, you know, you know like, like like you that. know, like certain words that just kind of just hang come out, out of your mouth. We don't even know why they I don't do that. know why. <laughs> uh, crews were called <sighs> to a house fire in Westfield Monday night. Where was that? Westfield. The fire department was called for a report of a house fire on Toledo Avenue. The 22 News crew could see firefighters working on the second floor of the home. Hey, what are you doing up there? We're working the fire. <laughs> oh, that's what I've been seeing. Yes. 
No other information has been available at this time. Not because they don't have it. They just don't don't care. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not there to give you everything. Oh, here we go again. Springfield Councilor Jesse Lederman announced on Tuesday that he's running for mayor of Springfield. Oh, for crying out So now you got Sarno, who's the incumbent. Yeah. And then you got uh, Justin Hurst. Justin Hurst. And now Jesse Lederman. Uh, Lederman made the announcement through a campaign video posted on social media this morning. He joins a crowded field running for mayor that includes five-term city councilor Justin Hurst and David, uh, Dr. David Campy. Never heard that one before. I don't know him. Well, I don't know. He's not a. Uh, I don't know who he is. Anyway, I'm running for mayor to build an accessible, responsive, and professional local government that can meet the needs of all our neighborhoods," said City Council President Jesse Lederman. I didn't come from a big political family or a family with a lot of money. I ran for city councilor because I saw the difference. Yeah, he goes. It's this whole thing. Man. Why he feels he should be the mayor. Uh, today, I say to residents all across our city, let's write Springfield's next chapter. Together, I humbly ask for the opportunity to earn your vote to be your next mayor, said Lederman. Uh, currently, uh, Mayor Damda has uh, so far not announced if he intends to run for mayor again. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to you know, offer my opinion on this, but, uh, you know. I don't run for mayor. The mayor runs for me. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's yeah. uh, that'd be a, a hard, hard battle. Um, well, I don't know. I don't. Maybe he's the kind of guy that uh, says, hey, "You know, I've been doing this long enough." Eh, throw in the towel. You know, he is the longest-serving mayor that we've ever had in this city. That we remember, or that we've ever had. I think that we've ever had. Well, he's got the uh, he's got the Springfield record. Yeah. I mean, for the, the for the for the longest period served. I mean, think about it. the guy doesn't need to really work. Work will come to him. He's still a young guy, more or less. And uh, you know, what do you do after you've been running the the, the, the city? Remember, it used to be a two year term. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a couple four year terms under his belt. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, you know what do you what do you do after this? What does Dom Sarno do? In retirement. You know that earthquake that happened yesterday? Yeah. I yawned. And that's what caused it. And that's it. what caused the earthquake. Is that a fact? No, actually, I dropped my slippers on the floor and I had to pick <laughs> them up. But I, once I stopped down on the ground, then the earth shook. And now that my I believe. apologies to the people of Turkey. <laughs> let's hope that's not the case. No, let's not. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, he's, uh, also, uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno has issued a statement after 25 families were forced out of their homes after a massive fire in the North End in Springfield last month. The fire took place at the Springfield Gardens four-story building located in the area 2413 Main Street. It was home to many families and some local businesses, and the fire caused damage to the adjacent New North Citizens Council Child Care Services. That facility had just finished renovations and now has to relocate. Sarno stated that the uh, fire was attributed to squatters due to a lack of security for the property and says Springfield Gardens continues to not keep their properties up to code. He wants Massachusetts Section 8 to withhold payments to Springfield Gardens until repairs are made and security procedures are updated. You know what? It's pretty good punishment. You're not going to get your money until you start actually fixing things around here. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the thing about uh, being a landlord is you're kind of on the hook to be doing that kind of thing. Like, it's actually your responsibility to care for your property. I would never want to be a landlord. 
No. Even if you're a good one, I would never want to be one because you could be a good landlord. You could have a few good tenants, but then all of a sudden you open up one unit and all of a sudden you got massive problems with Mm -hmm. one person. And then there's so many laws protecting people that when they file appeals that they actually don't even have to pay you rent. Yeah. You know, the thing is, um, I know a lot of people that uh, have bought real estate with the idea of turning it into like, uh, you know, an investment, you know, like, and they're thinking, okay, they're seeing dollars and, mm-hmm. you know, in front of their eyes. But the reality is it's a pain in the ass. So if every, so anytime I've ever thought for half a second, you know, maybe I should become a landlord, you know, buy real estate. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh, hell no. Uh, no, no, hell no, 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 never want that responsibility. It's just, uh, I, I knew a guy who told me about, you know, all of the, you know, the, the Tenant moved in, upstairs tenant. He was downstairs. Yeah. Know, so he was the, he lived on site. And uh, the guy paid his rent on time for six months. And then after the six months, he just stopped paying rent and never came out of the apartment, having had sent several well-being checks to the man to make right. sure he didn't die. And he was fine. Yeah. He just didn't want to pay his rent. And how much work was it to get him out of that, two uh, that apartment? years yeah. to get him out and two years of only paying six months worth of rent. What a nightmare that would be. Yeah, so much for your investment property. Right. Your investment is gone because you've been spending the money to be Yeah, orders. it's not just gone. You're in a hole because you own this property with someone who's, uh, who's not paying. No, thank you. I'm I, all set. I already am a landlord. I have two squatters living in my house. Steve, they're your children. And a dog. <laughs> Another squatter <laughs> eats my trash. Your kids aren't old enough to have jobs yet. Uh, they could pull their weight a little bit more around the house. <laughs> Performing in-kind services. Uh, here's a here's a survey for you. I'm not going to do the little sounder thing, but this, the first time you saw this, you thought it was weird, but it's definitely become a thing. A new poll found putting your toddler <clears throat> on a leash is now socially acceptable. Forty-eight percent of Americans say it's fine, compared to thirty-four percent who think don't think it's okay. The other seventeen percent weren't sure or didn't have an opinion. Nah, it's still weird. I still think it's weird putting your kids on a leash. Crate training's okay, but a leash, no. Well, I mean, maybe if you had some sort of disability that wouldn't didn't allow you to run fast or something like that, <clears throat> you might have to tether the child to your body. You know, maybe you can't carry the kid. Maybe right. uh, maybe you can't uh, walk as fast as the kid does. Mm-hmm. At least if you put them on a tether, it's not like you're putting a, like a choker on them, like a dog chain. Oh, no? No. That would be cruel. <laughs> uh, would you rather have a boy or a Here's another question. Would you rather have a boy or a girl? I'm the wrong guy to ask. I got three girls, and you got two girls. So, yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the three girls. Well, 19% said boy, 15% said girl. I'm with the 54% who said it doesn't really matter Not really. what happens. Uh, what color would you paint your baby's room? The top answers for baby girls were pink, purple, and white. For bl- boys, blue, white, and green. What about the people who don't know the sex of the baby? I'm uh, more of an earth tone type of person. Would you rather give birth in a hospital or at home? In a hospital. I have a I have a friend who has delivered two children in her living room in a tub, like a collapsible tub. Really? Yeah, it was like a home birthing thing. Oh yeah. So every once in a while, when I go over to their house, I like to go out in their living room and I like to. 
pretend I'm picking up a flick off the couch and going, ooh, look, placenta. That doesn't go over very well. It's not going over very well here Why either. Why not? Because that's gross. It's the part of it's the birth <laughs> of the baby. It's, I'm just making you know, a joke I, about I, it. I, I, although I, I didn't quite hear it, I could sense in the background a bunch of people listening to the show going, ooh. That's the joke. It. Yeah, I know. That's it's the, the joke. joke. It's gross. Your Pioneer Valley forecast <laughs> is going to be sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 47. It's uh, 21 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's too big. Springfield's classic rock. It's 850. And Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Perfect time to jump in the water. You know, I always thought uh, this time of year is uh, great for so many things, like uh, hypothermia, frostbite, uh, you know, any number of those uh, those things that are... <laughs> you could tear right. the flesh off a, a human body. Yeah. Uh, Erica Ireland from the uh, West Springfield uh, Police Department is here. You're doing this polar plunge coming up on March 12th, right? It's to benefit the Special Olympics? Correct. Tell us about that. Well, this is our third year doing the polar plunge in Western Mass in Westfield at Hampton Pond State Park. And it's going to be the week right before St. Patty's Day. We have usually 150, 160 polar plungers registered for the event and we raise thousands of dollars for Special Olympic athletes here in Western Mass. That's awesome. Now, the uh, the goal is to raise, like I think it's $30,000, according to the uh, the website. You're not that far away from it already. You're already like at, at 25000 So you could uh, you could beat 30000 I with, hope uh, we do. With a month left to go. Yes. So if uh, so, you, your third year in a row. So you do it the first year, and you say, my God, this was so much fun to jump into this water in the middle of the winter. We should really do this over and over again. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, again, you know, there's uh, there's something about certain parts of, uh, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, of the male anatomy that just lodges into your throat in this kind of uh, exposure to water. Tell me what it feels like to jump into water that damn cold in March. It's ice cold. Um, the water temperature is probably warmer than the air. And you just dress for the weather and you'll be okay. And what happens after everybody uh, gets out? Um, there is food provided for all the polar plungers. We have cornhole toss going on, music from one of the uh, DJs that'll be there. Um, we will be having fun with all the athletes that are there. Awards are going to be giving out to all the uh, contest winners from some of our sponsors. Oh, very cool! And you do, and you you are looking still for sponsors as well, right? Yes, we are. All right. So, how how would somebody go about doing that? So if anybody would be interested in being a sponsor for the Western Mass Polar Plunge, they can go on online to www.polarplungema.org, click on the Westfield link, and they can donate to one of the teams or to the event itself. Now, there's a, a, according to the website, there's a bunch of communities that are that are doing these, and and, and Westfield is is one of them. Yes. Um, but are they are these are all done at different times, or are these like like one big day of hypothermia and freezing the polar plunges in massachusetts are all lined up across the winter months so we just had one on sunday out in acton mass and uh we had to move that from saturday where we had the negative 40 below uh, oh, temperature oh, can't <laughs> handle it, huh? i know oh, it's too cold for the polar plunge well actually you, you, this is for charity we're not looking to to make people go into a medical shock from from 
being so cold. Come on, Erica, you don't uh, need all of your toes. Yeah, only if only a few and, of them were really uh, are really useful. And 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 this is like a month from now, so it's it's you you don't ever know what the weather's going to be. Correct. You could be you know it could be twenty degrees or it could be seventy degrees. We don't we don't know yet. You'll never know. Yeah. So we're not looking to hurt people. We just want to raise money for the special. Absolutely. Olympic. And then uh, uh, Officer Mike Wilk, what happened to you? Uh, retired, living He's life. Here too. I'm doing all kinds of different things yeah. now, really enjoying life. Um, are you, but are you guys associated with each other somehow? We are. I'm actually on her committee. Oh, um, you are. Because of all the work that I did yeah. when I was working. Yeah. Uh, so I got involved in this. It's a great event. It's it's a great, great cause. Um, Officer Island last year, they raised $38,000 doing this polar plunge. So I think we're going to beat it this year. Um, in fact, I'd like to invite you guys out. You know, you don't even have to jump well, all the way. I, I'm going to go in the water, and I'm going to yeah. walk very slowly in yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, March 12th, you say? Yeah. Oh, I got emergency. No, you're free that day. I, I have emergency surgery that day. Yeah, well, you know what? This will help you. You'll freeze, and you, they won't even need anesthesia. I, I've got a funeral that day. Well, you might have a funeral that day if you show up. I don't know who died, but I'm going to go to some but funeral that day. See, you, got, uh. you guys don't even have to go all the way in. You can just get your toes wet. How about this, Mike? How about, how about, how about this? Uh, how about if I gave you a donation? Rather than jump in the water, that'll, that'll work. work. That'll work. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be fantastic. All right. Okay. And that would be appreciated. Sure. I'll. Uh, I. I. I will donate and something. Mr. Nagel, you'll attend the event. It would uh, be an honor. I, I will. I, it's not too far from my house. I'll That's MC right. it for you if you want. I, I'll down. volunteer to do that for you if you mm. if you want me to MC because then Perfect. I can make fun of you as you go Absolutely. into the water. Absolutely, <laughs> as you see me freeze <laughs> as in I've the been water. making fun of you for the last for uh, fifteen many, years many, or so. Many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been such an honor. Speaking of making fun, you are from the. For the West Springfield Police, right? Yes. All right. What is up with the lack of detail? I mean, Mike over here used to give all kinds of detail of a story. In fact, you can barely shut him up half the time to get away with too much detail. When we see a report coming out of the West Springfield Police, they're like, a business on Riverdale Street. And then you you can clearly tell what business it is by the colors of the... Yeah, you know, some, sometimes, but as yeah. you know, there's not yeah. a lot of businesses on Riverdale Street. What, what's, so, What's the deal with being so secret over there? Well, you can call the station or the police station and speak with uh, one of our officers there, and if you need any specific details, you can request the report. That is a very no, good answer. That's, that's a, a good answer. That that's a that's PR not, yeah. answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Would you have addressed the question that nicely? <sighs> Uh, well, you wouldn't have had to ask me that question. Yeah. No, of course not. Of course you not. You would have had everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was just one of my questions because it seems right. like it's like, well, this seems kind of like they could connect these two and figure out what business it is. I'm just saying. All right. So, uh, again, Eric, if someone wanted to participate in the Polar Plunge on the on, yeah. on the 12th uh, or wanted to sponsor or to donate, uh, the website's the place to go? Yeah. The website, um, again, it's www.polarplungema.org. Uh, click on the Westfield link for the Polar Plunge, and you can register there as a individual or a team. Uh, a lot of businesses that are sponsors are signing up teams. We have schools, fourth graders. We have fraternities coming out of other states. Um, come on down and have some fun. Cheer on your friends and family and coworkers. Very good. Awesome. Thanks right. so much for coming in today. We really appreciate it. Erica Ireland from uh, Westside PD. Mike Wilk. From the retirement home? <laughs> yes, they took me out of the home just for today and just for this event, yes. Yeah, he's, get, he's getting out of Wingate for the day. Yeah. He's coming down to the home. It was home. tough. I'm glad she picked me up. It wasn't a van, though. It was a normal car because I, I can still get inside. But you got to be back by lunch at 10, I 15, I right? I Salisbury State today. Salisbury State special. <laughs> means. Guys, good to see you. Best of luck. It's, Thank you. Uh, Thank you it's just about 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Did I